0: Welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. I'm Bruce, and joining me, as always, is Nolan. What's happening?
1: Hello, Bruce. Oh, you know, just just a typical week, you know, just trying to stay safe and not catch the coronavirus. How about you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, same. Um, Doing some social distancing and social media, obviously. Um, Mm. But, yeah, I mean, that's obviously on everyone's mind currently. Yes. Um, and it's impacting just about every single person that will lay their ears on this podcast. So, um, yep. hopefully, all of you are staying safe and healthy and practicing um, all of the things that the CDC is telling us to do. CDC, WHO, everyth- everyone.
1: And if it's not impacting you, it should be. So, make sure you wash your hands, social distancing. I'm tired of seeing people on Instagram pretending like it's not a big deal. And, mm-hmm. like, let's take this seriously. It's, uh, it's a serious issue. If It's not serious for you. It could be serious for your parents or someone else's parents or grandparents. And uh just wanted to get that out of the way real quick. Like, let's everybody do their part.
0: Yeah, oh, 100%. And if you guys want to see the Dave Matthews Band perform this year, you need to do your part uh, because yes. it's – you know, we'll touch on this a little bit later, but it is looking more and more bleak by the day. Um, we're not going to get political on this podcast, so we will go ahead and skip to um, what else we'll be talking about on this episode. Um, obviously, COVID-19, the one-niner, we're talking about it. We're talking about its impact on us, on this podcast, on you guys um, that are listening. We'll finally get to the DMB shows in Vegas and in Arizona, Nolan, finally.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about there. But first, Bruce, maybe we'll just uh, touch on quickly the impact that the past uh, week, week and a half has had on us. I know uh, you have had to reschedule your honeymoon.
0: Yes, um, that has been quite the experience. Uh, We were pretty much set to go. As of Thursday, I think, was when the first travel ban was announced, um, looking like it was all of Europe to and from. No one really knew. It was very vague. Um, And then as the hours rolled on, it seemed like, oh, well, we can still travel. And my wife's cousin was over there at the time, and we were going to get there right as they were leaving, um, and we were getting pretty pumped. And then um, as it rolled, about 12 hours later, literally the mid-morning next day, it was... Uh, Ireland had shut down. They had shut down their schools. They had shut down museums. They had shut down anywhere where people, I think oh, wow. it was maybe over 100 people, 50 people or 100 people, one of those numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were you know, leading the charge in that over there. Um, so if we had gone, it would have just been like just to be there because I think a lot of places would have been shut down. It was becoming a little bit of chaotic. So um, we're now going to go later on the in the year, later on in June. So everything's going to be great and um, it'll be a little warmer hopefully and um, yeah it'll be a little bit more expensive but uh, I think just because it'll be a more popular time to travel hopefully by then we will be allowed to go uh, fingers crossed we shall see
1: yeah I hope so man that's uh, you never know but we'll be uh, be sending good vibes your way now, I personally my job has been super affected by this uh, with March Madness being canceled uh, was planning on being gone for the next three weeks and celebrating a national championship with the Duke Blue Devils. But uh, alas, that is not happening. I was actually in the Greensboro Coliseum ahead of the ACC quarterfinals and uh, was there for the announcement that the tournament had been canceled. Super eerie and just spooky in there, like teams warming up without anyone in the stands. I mean, it was... There's no way they could have played it. It was... It was weird, and, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot more important things going on, but just got to give a shout-out to the the Duke squad, I feel, for those guys, and especially the seniors and guys who won't be coming back. But, um, you know, safety first, man.
0: Yeah, oh, 100%. Um, you know, everyone's missing their March Madness or – um, baseball season starting, NBA season getting towards the playoffs, NHL mm-hmm. season. I mean, just so much stuff going on. Um, but, you know, we have to put that stuff to the side to focus on everyone's general well-being and the health of, well, honestly, the world. Um, so yeah, I think that um, things may have been delayed in making good decisions. But, I mean, you know, honestly – it's it's tough to say. Like a week ago, you know, none of us would have thought that it was going to come down to this. And there's no telling what it's going to look like, much less a week from now, but in a couple of days. There's just no telling what measures are going to be taken. It's
1: changing all the time. It's nuts.
0: Oh, it's, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's not day by day anymore. It's literally hour by hour. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Minute to minute. Never seen anything like it, man.
0: Yeah, uh, there there are some DMB songs that go along with some of this stuff very very well. Oh gosh! Um, uh, but you know, it's uh, it's it's wild. It is absolutely bizarre. But with all that being said, we figured, hey, a lot of people they're going to be stuck in their homes um, or laying low, making the right choices and. Yep. They need a podcast. They need to listen to some DMB. They need to relive some more positive moments from late. They need to hear just some uplifting stuff, whether it be our voices or Mr. Matthew's (laughs) voice. Um, I'm not really sure, but Nolan, you had the great idea to be like, we need a pod, man. And it's like, yep, we finally have a few minutes. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Yeah. For all of you, uh, air quote, working from home, this is for you so you know
0: <laughs> no one i'd be just an idiot if i didn't say cheers dude and what oh. are you drinking
1: wow well bruce let's just let's take a look here and oh there's that uh, exploded a little bit on my laptop so <laughs> well that's what she said wow yeah hmm bruce i'm drinking cloud surfer IPA from Trophy Brewing in Raleigh, North Carolina. And it is one of their uh, staples. It is delicious.
0: Oh man, a local brew. I love that.
1: Gotta support local businesses.
0: Yeah, dude, that sounds delicious. Mine's a little bit thicker and heavier. I am drinking Doug's Dairy Twirl, which is a strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate Imperial Neapolitan Stout (laughs) from Swamphead Brewery down in Gainesville, Florida.
1: That just sounds like a milkshake.
0: Oh, man, it is very good. They nailed this one. Um, I was in one of my local shops just over the weekend, and they highly recommended it to me. Um, It is a 10.5%er, but it's a small can, so we'll be okay. Um, (laughs) Not like last time. But I tend to gravitate towards the heavier, tastier stouts at night.
1: I see you. I like that. I like that.
0: Got to go stoutish, you know. I mean, if uh, we've got St. Paddy's Day coming up tomorrow. I guess like today, yesterday, whatever, for those of you listening. Um, so cheers to St. Paddy's Day. I know it's not going to be the celebration that everyone's used to, but um, Better you know, cheers be. to that. Yeah, exactly. Just drink your green food-colored beer at home um, and, you know, Whatever, cheers. We have a special St. Paddy's Day performance from a special saxophonist from back in 1993, by the way, that you're going to want to stay Ooh. tuned to hear at the end of this episode. But, Nolan. Yes. Let's get out of the Irish talk. Irish eyes are crying. And let's move on to another nation that just had shows postponed. Tell us all mm. about it.
1: Yes. The mini DMB Australia tour was announced today that it has been postponed and that comes as no surprise. We saw this coming. The DMB posted on social today. The tour has been postponed until further notice due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We share your disappointment and wish everyone well during this difficult time. And we look forward to seeing our Australian fans soon. So Bruce, no idea, obviously, with what's going on, if it's actually going to be postponed or canceled or maybe they come back in another year, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, that is disappointing and it does suck for those down in Australia or those that had planned trips around this. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure the band was probably going to take their families and probably some crew was going to take their families and stuff like that. So it does stink for all parties involved, but it's the right move. Um, and I think it's a good time to just, just under a month before they were set to head over there, I believe um and you know it's when you've got back here in the states that the cdc is recommending eight weeks of no large gatherings um you know that's way beyond the end of that mini aussie tour so uh yeah you this is something that was bound to happen especially after the dominoes that were falling this week um yeah and i guess it just oh man we've got to hope that uh you know these are the only ones affected i would i would assume that uh the bottle rock that is in i think may that is a festival um that they that may also be postponed or canceled um it's just
1: no chance that happens yeah so no chance.
0: i think that that's the next one to go down and um yep people june's a long time away um so we won't really speculate there it's um it's too early to tell and yeah far be it from us to know anything there so yeah um
1: we have no clue
0: yeah fingers crossed nolan
1: yeah but literally from right now when we're recording it's the tour opener is three months from now yep so fingers crossed yeah
0: exactly and you know i think if like we said earlier if people are doing the right stuff and not only just you guys listening because i know you all will be doing the right stuff there's millions and millions of others that need to as well um, in order to get this right back on track and to get us seeing some live music over the summer. But, Nolan, we had some live music, I mean, just a few weeks ago, um, which is bizarre, Mm -hmm. and that was in Party Town, USA, Las Vegas. Take us there, bud.
1: Well, it was a different world just two weeks ago, and, uh, you know, this was an awesome... 2020 opening show and my biggest takeaway from this show in Vegas is just how happy the band sounded like you could just hear the joy of the way they played their instruments um, of being back together again like I don't know I, I feel like I haven't heard them sound like that in a while mm-hmm. you could hear the joy in their playing and Dave singing and they just were on absolute fire and having a great time, kicking ass.
0: Oh yeah, they really were. And the fans were as well. Um, shout mm-hmm. out to those that were at the show that were providing us with some stuff. Um, mainly, we had a an account takeover by one of our friends, good buddy Corey. And he did a fantastic job posting some stuff. He wound up, I think, sending us some things when the internet was getting bad there um, so that we could post yep. it and discuss it. Um and to allow you guys to be able to share in that. And thank you to everyone else that contributed. I mean, that was awesome. Uh, the Facebook streamers, that was awesome. Being able to see the granny opener, Nolan. What a cool way to start the year.
1: Perfect way to start. I mean, if you don't like the granny opener, you should stop listening right now to us and the band.
0: Yeah, I mean, hello, how are you doing today? Not very good if you don't like granny, because I'm going to punch you in the face.
1: Yeah, now how do you feel? Probably swollen. Probably, maybe getting a good night's rest because I will knock you out. Mm. Do it, (laughs) just like Granny knocked everyone out with this opener. (laughs) And there's Brucey took note that uh, the small prelude leading in uh, with the man, the myth, the legend, the Fonz. Oh yes, a he was uh, leading us in in slight bit of a tease.
0: a lot of times before Granny, Fonz will play this do 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 And um, that is also played before Crash. And okay. I didn't notice it until when I was watching the stream. I was just like, oh, man, what are they playing? And Granny, which was awesome. And then um, when I listened to the tape, I was like, oh, man, this you could have thrown Crash as an opener right here. And it would sound like it led in perfectly. But, Nolan, what another great call by Dave. To open the tour just we talked about a little bit in mexico with this little callbacks where he just says hello how are you doing today <laughs> when dave does stuff like that i love you dave
1: oh man i actually uh, think he was taking a cue from our first episode where that is how we started it
0: oh yeah episode one mm. of the gray street podcast yes that was it yep wow we are we are innovators thank you dave for listening by the way but yeah what a great just just a perfect way to start this year with um you know granny gray street and 41 i mean not mm. like rare, super rare songs or anything, or anything that is super surprising, but just so, so damn good.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, those first three songs, impeccable. Um, And then, I mean, it doesn't really stop there. Uh, If you're a fan of Do You Remember, which we both are, and then What Would You Say, followed by Bruce, we have a liberation
0: and I felt very liberated I was quite excited um, watching the Facebook stream and hearing that that riff of The Riff Mm. for the first time since 2014 Nolan, what?
1: That album will always be a mystery but Thank goodness they're playing this song again, because uh, when Away from the World first came out, we loved hearing this live, slow and steady. Um, you know, first half three quarters of the song to a massive build up that just, I mean, it just rocks. Kind of like the Stone.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, sure we can compare it to the best song in their catalog if you want, but uh, <laughs> no, you're you're right. It is, it's a just a really good song that. I mean, it gets forgotten. And you're exactly right. As It builds and builds. It has those nice dynamics where it's quiet. starts off Dave Dave's solo. Other people come in um, when they used to have a violin. Um, that would come in with a couple of little background fills. Um, Tim and Buddy uh, come in now with nice solos at the end. I think they were trading off. I just think it's a highly underrated and kind of forgotten song. Um, just a lot of things that you know, that are going for it.
1: I'm with you. I mean, it's a a really good studio cut, too, I think. Really great delivery by Dave on that, and, uh, you know, great delivery during this show, too, and we're gonna let you hear it.
0: that is a powerful punch that is packed there and uh, I really hope that it sticks around for the summer if um if we're able to see that again that would be awesome yeah and very nice flow choice here to bring it back down with another song that we do not hear very often another liberation first time since 2016 Nolan stolen away stolen away on 55th and 3rd sorry thank you please say the the long
1: full name name. yeah I know your favorite do not disrespect the song <laughs> I actually you know what I think I, anytime this gets talked about it's just like a massive eye roll for me and I think it's literally just because of the title of the song and when I listened to this I was like oh that's actually it actually sounds great and I found myself singing along to it so what do I know
0: I know it's just it's nice easy listening um i don't know why they had to call it what they did it's just another one of those head scratchers that came from that stand-up album but whatever uh this was a beautiful rendition um you can probably hear it in the background now because i mean why would we not play it and it has a nice transition nolan um a very nice segue into one of our favorite songs of all time
1: Warehouse.
0: Hmm. I mean, top-notch segue there. Uh, That's the kind of stuff that keeps us coming back right there.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, so far through this show, they have kept the fans on their toes in the intimate setting at the Chelsea. And, you know, one other thing to note here is you can really hear Dave's guitar well, wow. and I don't know if it's uh, if it's just a superb recording or what, but whenever Dave is turned up in the mix like that, I mean, that is what I want to hear from the band, and man, it's crisp, clean and aggressive, as you said in our notes here, Bruce, but um, mm, he sounds really good.
0: Oh yeah, and his—I mean, just him in general—is he's destroying the guitar right now. He's playing some really good guitar, which yeah. really makes me wish that he would do some soloing, like on Jimmy or just somewhere, uh-huh. um, because he yeah. is—he is nailing some guitar parts, um, and that yes. warehouse riff is just proving that every single time.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, by now he could i am sure just play it in his sleep or with his arms tied behind his back. Sounding good. And uh, speaking of good, Bruce, uh, the listeners heard this in the intro to the show, but we're gonna play some more of it now. And this is Jimmy thing going into "Tell Me Something Good." And man, when those keys start playing, it gets funky.
0: Oh yeah, it really does.
1: I was thrown off.
0: Watching it because I was like, okay, let's see the end of Jimmy here. I'm interested. Are they going to go into one of the many things that they've gone into the years past? Are they going to keep it fresh? Are they going to just drop the end? You know, what's going to happen here? And boom, first time since 05 that uh, Dave has played Tell Me Something Good. And that was back with Dave and Friends Mm -hmm. also in Vegas. But first time with the band ever. And that is, that's awesome. Um, and it was Buddy driven, you know, him doing the keys and then him singing and they were having a
1: blast. Oh yeah. And Dave joined in a little bit, goofing off with the vocals. And But him and Buddy combined were, it was awesome. And I mean, it has literally been stuck in my head since I heard it. And I just can't stop singing it. It's, it's great. And I'll also say that This is the kind of stuff, this has been the best thing to happen to Jimmy Thing in 11, no, in a decade. Um, In 2019, when they started making the changes um, with the outro, I think if they change the outro every time they played it, and even if it's just cycling through maybe four different options, it's just the way to go with Jimmy Thing at this point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Um, I don't know if... (sighs) I don't know if I could handle a new, a different cover every single time we'd be playing so many, we'd be getting confused on the podcast, but you know what? I don't care. I'd rather them do that too. That would be freaking awesome. And then I'd probably be jealous that we didn't catch this. And then someone else would be jealous that we caught that, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so that would be pretty cool. I've been a champion for Jimmy shortening so that we have less of it. Mm. Um, but if they're going to do something like that, I'd be okay with it. Um, and you know it allows everybody to show off but that was awesome and yeah let's let's revisit it here for a few minutes um here's tell me something good because we need to hear something good
1: Hopefully that lifted your spirits a little bit because I feel like dancing when I hear that next up beach ball and you may not have known what it was right away uh, because the start was sped up and the entire song sped up dramatically. I mean, it just sounded like a different song and I thought it it had like a twangy vibe to it. And I, I love that. And I love the, original way it was played and wish it had been played more up until now but i mean speeding it up is perfect for this song
0: oh man yeah great point it was awesome um you know first time it's been played since september 1st of 2015 boom here it goes dave just starts it and you're exactly right it was sped up you could tell immediately and it was um you know most recognizable because of carter's drumming it was Mm -hmm. this like march tempo almost like a crash into me vibe and um i think that you saying twangy is i mean yeah i think that's right on nailed it
2: yeah <laughs> you mm-hmm.
0: was definitely interesting because the verse had a completely different groove from the chorus like the chorus went back to the old groove and then the verse this new thing
2: yeah
0: and oh man it was it was really cool it was really short yeah i wish that they still had the jam you know oh the jam was uh-huh. epic oh i just i missed that so maybe throw in that solo section at the end again turn the tone a little darker i don't know just as this like beautiful dark ish feel to the song um and then you would have like these three competing musical just tone switches i I Mm -hmm. don't know it was it was really interesting i liked it a lot
1: well i think if they went back to the jam like they did and with the current sped up version uh, this could be one of their epic songs that like people go bananas for
0: i know i know it is it is criminally underplayed and yeah I don't know if I'd call it underrated because I think people generally like it, but it's just I miss it. Like I want, I'm so glad that they brought it back. Hopefully, it stays. It better, Fonz, if you're listening. Yeah, I know you and are. We'll talk about something how Fonz could have brought back another song a little later. But next, Nolan is another freaking song that they brought out of the woodwork that we've been missing
1: here for a while. What you are, yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves when this song gets played. Everyone. You can hear the crowd's reaction. They love it. Everyone loves this song. Uh, absolutely. Um, I mean,
0: they played it a few times back in 2018, but before that, it had been. I think it was only played.
2: Uh, it's been
0: played less than 10 times uh, since like 2010. And oh. um, I know people started hating on it because it was like closing every show. Stop but Whatever. It is awesome. It has always had cool intros, great outro. Like, I think you wanted to talk a little bit about the outro. Um, and huh, Dave's oh, yeah. vocal performance on this one, Nolan. This is one of the best performances by the entire band and Dave's
1: vocals that I've heard in a very long time. It's so strong. And just the song in general is just strong as hell. And they sounded great. Um, i talk about the outro. I love the intro too. Uh that slow, like kind of Fonz build. Yes. Creepy sounds by like
0: Tim and buddy. Yeah. Ooh. And I'm sorry to interject, but there was a sound that Fonz played in this intro as well, that he was using a pedal effect for, and he used it in the warehouse intro also. And I meant to talk about it during when we were talking about warehouse and its intro, but, um, he was hitting uh, a foot pedal and he was doing it during Dave's intro and it was like perfect on warehouse. So if y'all go back and listen to uh, the warehouse intro and there's a weird sound going on, that's Fonz. And I wish I could remember it off the top of my head, what it sounded like. I just know that it was weird. It comes back in the, what you are intro as well. Go ahead, Nolan.
1: So, yeah, you talk about, it's only been played, uh, what? 10 times in the last decade. Well, we have only ever seen the song once, And that was at the same show, and that was night two, Seaville, JPJ Arena. 2010, right? Yeah, 2010. How is that possible? I don't know. It's overplayed, though. (laughs) Idiots. God, that is... That is just... That ain't right. (laughs) But I, you know, tossed around this topic before, but I think this could be one of the band's best outros. Ooh. Hot... Well, flaming hot take coming in here. Defend yourself, sir. Kind of all started for me when uh, just the absolute legendary performance at Central Park. And I was just Mm -hmm. like obsessed with it uh, after that. And I don't know. It's just this. It's got everything that you want. Dave wailing, Dave screaming, Dave cussing. (laughs) and the crowd loves to sing along with that part like it's yeah it is awesome and i'm trying to think i feel like most of the outros that quote-unquote legendary not have much singing in them and this one might be the exception and that might be what makes it the most unique interesting that's a great, uh, that's a great point there. Well, thanks.
0: Um, I think a couple songs would have um, would like to have a word with you, but you're talking about singing in the outro. The only one that comes to mind, who, that is a very powerful outro that literally ends a song. So not like a bartender, not like a seek up is yeah. um, like warehouse, where you have um, "There's my blood down there." whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is pretty awesome. But then, if you you know, uh, vocal-less uh, outros, I think Two Step and Ants may compete there. But yeah, what you are, what a powerful punch! Um, that's why it can close shows. It can open shows as well. As well M.Fers and <laughs> oh, just what a great song to bring back! Like oh man, that is that I, I was when I saw that guitar coming out. Um, I was pretty sure that she or something was about to get played. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. Dave, like, cool. <laughs> we'll play that again, I guess. Um, and then what you, the intro to what you are started. And you can hear on the tape as soon as like that, uh, that kind of aura, mm-hmm. um, the ambiance music, the green uh, lights, sounds, come on. Yeah. People are like,
2: yes, oh, F. yes,
0: you know, this and that. Um, <laughs> so they, everyone already knew. And when you have, uh, an arena full of hardcores like there they knew instantly and they went nuts
1: outro is just money and so was this next song a first time cover song by the dave matthews band and that is long train Runnin'" by the doobie brothers one of my dad's favorite bands Ooh. and yeah smoking uh,
0: doobies with my brothers
1: <laughs> first time played by dmb and bruce you had some thoughts on that <laughs> I mean, yeah, awesome choice, um,
0: but it definitely showed that it was the first time played by the band because Dave started in the wrong key, um, a little little high there uh, with his opening notes, but he made some funny faces like, oh, what was that? Like, oh, uh, oops. Um, so that was hilarious to see, um, but, I mean, he's done that with, like, Stay. I think I was at a show where Dave did that with Stay as well. Uh, which is pretty funny.
1: <laughs> Just start, starting at a, a couple frets too high. Oh, yeah. Hey, that happens. I mean, I don't know. If it was me up there, I'd be screwing up every song. So we'll let it slide. Um, especially yeah. when you bust out a cool cover like this. And, I mean, aside from the wrong key, I mean, this was another guitar-heavy song where Dave's playing was very audible and really shined.
0: Yeah, I mean, that riff is very, very well known, I think. Um, And, you know, a lot of people kind of, I think, knew what it was, which is pretty cool. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, we talked about Stefan bringing songs back. Uh, This song, I believe, originated from Stefan because, I mean, his band, you know, the Secret Stash Band um, that plays a show or two every year or so. They played it for the first time on February first of this year, out in Park City, Utah. So I mean, oh, yeah, just a few weeks earlier. You would have to think that that would be why that DMB decided to play
1: it. Oh yeah, that's uh, one. That is great. Dot connecting, Bruce, and uh, you know, <laughs> that's why you come to the corner of Gray Street podcast for the analytics, the dot connecting, and just just pure fun 100% 100% and um you know just what another great
0: cool cover uh thank you DMB for that um and you know what why don't we just play just a couple seconds of that you know just, we'll, we'll just throw it in there just just enjoy some doobie brothers really quick you know Thanks, guys. Um, and they, you know, rounded out the set pretty nicely with a little crash and a pantala Rapunzel. And then we go to the Encore where you know you're you're not thinking anything too crazy is gonna happen. Um, you know, it's just Oh, it was a cool show. We've gotten all the you know awesome liberations or you know, whatever, all the cool stuff, you know, Encore we're probably just gonna they're gonna send us out of here. And uh, nope nope they're 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 not they're gonna play another song for the first time in 10 years sweet up and down
1: How awesome is it that they tossed it in, in the E1 slot, Nolan? Oh, Bruce, the amount of awesome cannot even be quantified. It was something that we had actually called, if you recall, we called it. Yup.
0: How did we call it, Bruce? Well, if you're an avid follower of us on social media... You will have noticed that earlier on in the day, we welcomed the Dave Matthews Band back with a couple of story posts on our Instagram Mm -hmm. that played two songs in particular. One, the intro to Blackjack.
1: (laughs) The only acceptable version of Blackjack, by the way. Yes,
0: just the intro. Just the intro, and it led right perfectly into the start of Sweet Up and Down. It was a perfect segue by me, if I do say so myself and i do say so as well we did call it there was some speculation flying around um that they may have been testing this song but the speculation does that go against our perfect calling of it on the instagram story so we take full credit
1: oh obviously i mean that's probably why they played it (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the fact that they sound checked it that, the day before or so just doesn't matter at all. It was decided because that we put it on the story.
1: Yeah, I mean, real, recognize real. That's uh, that's what that means. So yeah, hundred percent. I I've always loved "Sweet Up and Down," Bruce, and it is a crime and a travesty that it is not on an album it needs to be on the next album and you know what they should make it the single make it the first single that'd be awesome it did actually sound like
0: that um they had some set lyrics there it literally yes unfortunately i have not heard the innings fest version we don't have a tape so i can't compare the two but uh dave wasn't you know fumbling or mumbling anything he said real words that mm-hmm. sort of made sense in the song so Either he's become a lot better at ad-libbing or um, he's got some lyrics there for Sweet Up and Down, and it'd be very, very interesting if he did.
1: You know, this song had a prominent violin solo by the artist formerly known as BT, and (laughs) it has been replaced with a buddy solo, and you know what, Bruce, it fits, and I liked it, and... Buddy is just like made this seamless transition into the band, and it just works absolutely. Um, absolutely. And
0: I believe Jeff was looking to take the end of Sweet Up and Down there for a little ride as well, but they kind of ended it. It was awkward. Um, it was they were a little rusty on it, they messed it up a couple of times, but that's okay. Buddy, interestingly enough, we talked about Pantala Rapunzel ending the set. Um, He has transitioned into using piano and not the straight organ for the end of Pantala uh, during the during the horn solos. So that's awesome, getting that old school like Butch piano sound back. Oh yeah! So that is uh, man, it's good to see. He he is just he is killing it, buddy. You're you're awesome. Come on the pod, we'll talk to you. Um, He's a star. Yeah, he is. He's straight stud, and so is flowing directly into Ants, and the stud being Carter Beaufort, who mm. is just, he's never made a mistake ever in his life in anything <laughs> ever. So that was, he's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a nice ad living by Carter there. And uh, actually, you know, I thought um, the beginning of Ants was kind of interesting because, like, to me, I didn't notice really that Boyd was missing in Sweet Up and Down. But then at the start of Ants, I was like, oh, wow. This song still takes some getting used to hearing without a violin. And yeah. it seems like Buddy's trying to make up for that missing sound a little bit. And uh, wasn't totally in sync there, those first couple of notes. And you could really hear the organ and then dialed it back down into, uh, you know, the rest of the sound and yeah they're also just kind of keeping up with that recently styled jam where they all trade off um and each have their own little part in the jam before they wrap up the song which uh which has been a nice addition to the song i like it um bruce overall thoughts on this show and the first show
0: of 2020 Far exceeded any expectations that I had for the opening show of 2020. The amount of like you were saying, keeping us guessing, was superb. Um, just a just a well crafted set list there by the band by Dave, whoever was, um, you know, complicit in writing this set list. It was really awesome to get stuff that just what that what and and it happened time after time after time. It seemed like yeah, sure there were some moments where it's like oh, okay that song's still like that again but if if you keep us guessing the way that they did it's okay to play those other songs cuz it's just going to happen it's you know it's it's just going to happen and it's not like they're the worst songs of all time that no one can stand your ears are bleeding it's still Dave Matthews band music okay like it's still oh, stuff yeah. that we sing along to in the car and then if we go to a show we're like why are you playing that
1: it's like, um, because you actually do like it, you just can't really admit it. <laughs> no, that's a very good point. I mean, I would have been so happy at this show. Uh, Just great stuff all around. And same goes for Innings Fest in Tempe the next night. Um, About as good of a festival set list as you're going to see from the band. I mean, and they also brought back Sweet Up and Down into Ants, so... I don't know how much we want to talk about this show but uh, especially since there isn't a tape out there um, yeah. but we did have a uh, correspondent there who reached out uh, Bruce do you want you want to read the review from at Sarna 17
0: yeah on Instagram thanks for reaching out man um and he said that while the setlist was exceedingly similar to the night prior they absolutely all caps brought it especially for a festival. Not to mention the sound quality was impressive. I was also lucky enough to nab both posters, which was great. Oh, I oh. didn't know they had two posters. That's pretty cool. Um, so much to say, and to anyone seeing the bridge, into too much was stellar as usual, and sweet up and down into Ants was fantastic. Gray Street to close was great, but obviously still miss the main verse. Um, I think we can all agree with that one.
1: I mean, yeah, it's literally the reason we named this podcast the corner of gray street so that they would see it and remember it and play it again and go on conan o'brien and make him give them more time to play it all
0: damn it conan literally the only thing that he's ever done bad to
1: humanity (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's true um you know now we'll jump ahead to love rocks in new york city and this was one of the shows affected by the coronavirus um, still yes. looked like Dave was having an absolute blast on stage uh, <laughs> in front of nobody except the people he was sharing the stage with and one of those people <laughs> was uh, one of the four horsemen Jeff Coffin
0: yes exactly um, I think it was a very limited audience there were so, there were spatterings of applause there but most of it I think was the web was a uh, live webcast but
1: Those were camera guys. Was it all camera guys? I'm just joking. I don't know. Oh, they probably just told the camera guys to clap. (laughs) They had signs. Applause. Um, (laughs) Yeah,
0: but uh, it was, it was pretty funny. Um, You know, Dave comes in and there were, there were a bunch of musicians there though. I mean, you've got Marcus King band was there, man. I think Derek trucks, Warren Haynes, uh, it was just a ton. Uh, just an awesome thing. Don't forget Susan Tedeschi, um, bro. Susan Tedeschi, um, friend of the podcast, obviously, um, when last year, well, before even the podcast was born, um, I tweeted for DMB to bring up Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi, um, his lovely wife, up there on stage in Jacksonville, and lo and behold, Susan came up for Cortez. Um, so you can go back to, I believe.
1: Man, how long are you going to hang your hat on that? <laughs>
0: I mean, that's Twitter famous, bro.
1: Um,
0: No no one ever acknowledged that tweet at all, so it it didn't matter at all. But great call by Dave to bring her up there. Um, And so Dave comes out, fantastic solo, Don't Drink the Water, which is just, I just love it. And then Dave does join Jeff and a bunch of other musicians, Nolan, for a unique rendition of Ants Marching.
1: Oh, very unique. Three percussionist bruce that is unheard of and i mean dave was geeking out up there and a fiddle and i didn't get to see much of this i saw the uh solo don't drink the water but bruce maybe you can comment a little bit more about the dueling drum solos oh
0: it was awesome man um you had three percussionists, um, I'll name them, Steve Gadd, Sean Pelton, and Pedrito Martinez. Um, mm. And that is not Pedro Martinez, that is Pedrito.
1: <laughs> Pedrito, his little brother. Yeah, it
0: was his Pedro's little brother or his son. Um, <laughs> and they were getting after it, dude. I mean, they were, that was really, it was unique. It was different. I think some people may not have liked it, but I really did like it. And there was... Um, You know, some Congos bongos, two drum sets. It was like the Grateful Dead, um, Mickey, and what's the guy's name? Two... um, Kreutzmann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two drummers. And they were up there and going back and forth between all three of them. And that was awesome. And then they had an ending jam, which I think everyone was cycling through, kind of like you were... um, Kind of like uh, the Ants jam. You were talking about the recently um, jam in Ants now. And there it was again. And we had a fiddle player again. Larry mm. Campbell on violin. Um, he's a he's a virtuoso. He plays guitar, mandolin, violin. He plays all sorts of stuff, and he just he was crushing it. it. Looked like Dave was feeling it too,
1: feeling it, and he was certainly feeling it in the uh, twenty one piece band joining him for Sledgehammer to close it out. And uh, he, I, at the <laughs> beginning, you see him like pointing at the mic, like "Turn my mic up. I need to be louder." <laughs> uh, he was he was feeling himself dave loves sledgehammer loves he it really does and he better love some violin because i'm
0: loving the violin that he's been putting on ants lately bring it back does this does this mean anything i don't i don't know Nolan but it is um that is like i said before that's another another little piece to this potentially uh. developing puzzle that we will not speculate about because it's definitely not happening but it is fun to talk about and it is great to hear again and i think dave's been loving it Um, and so that was a cool little three song show. Um, it just, Dave was having a blast. He sounded great. And it's always cool to see him with a bunch of different musicians doing, uh, just unique renditions of his own songs.
1: Yes. It was like a, an extended Dave and friends show. Oh, Dave and friends bring back Trey. Oh, Oh man. Yes. (laughs) Well, that kind of wraps it up for the, uh, I guess the very mini spring tour by the Dave Matthews Band. Um, <laughs> the Shortened Spring Tour. The Harry Shortened Spring Tour. And everyone now has more time to read If We Were Giants, Dave's new book. And I personally oh. purchased it, bought the limited Ooh. edition copy on Amazon, signed by Mr. Matthews himself. And uh, you wow. can check out our social media for some some picks, but um yeah great artwork and really looking forward to reading this one by mr david j matthews
0: wow that is awesome good purchase there um, thanks cool yeah you can read your your young boy that uh that great tale um and let let us know how it is when you do get to read it and i definitely will that is awesome that it is signed by Dave. And another uh thing that you may have time to listen to in the coming weeks when it is released is the newest live tracks, which will come out in just over a month from now. Live tracks fifty one from Burgettstown, Pennsylvania, from um August tenth, two thousand seven. Um mm. you know, I don't know if people were really clamoring so much for a two thousand seven release, Nolan, but um there's some cool stuff on here.
1: Yeah. Can't say that 07 was probably the year for a release right now, um, unless it was Charlotte 07. And really I just only mention shows that I've been to, um, for releases, (laughs) but, um, yeah, some cool stuff sprinkled in seek up opener, uh, 27 cornbread idea of you. Ooh, cornbread was good back in 07. Oh yes. Very good. And, um, skip ahead toward the end and you go shotgun sweet up and down crush stay encore of some devil american baby intro into watchtower so that's strong very strong uh strong finish to the show which uh, is definitely worth checking out interesting that sweet up and down shows up again Hmm. Interesting. very interesting hmm. interesting
2: hmm.
0: shotgun hmm. interesting
1: there's actually an interesting dmvband.com dot com road page notes for this one. All the fire dancers trounce like thunder across the clouds till we dance away.
2: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Wonder where that came from. That's a good question. I don't know,
0: but I. What was what was what was Lawler? Uh, on that night. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just no, kidding. No. Oh know. man, that is uh we saw featuring. speaking of Joe Lawler, two thousand seven, we saw the best stand up ever with Joe Lawler in two thousand seven mm-hmm. and it's on a warehouse disc, I believe.
1: No. Warehouse disc or
0: bonus disc. I think bonus disc for most I believe
1: it was the 07 tour, tour sampler. sampler. Sweet. Uh
0: Joe, we love you. Come on the pod. Um but that is, that is uh that's a good find there, Nolan. That was a nice little writing whoever did that.
1: Yeah, I like it. I feel like that uh, fire dancer needs to be in a lyric at some point, Dave. Yeah, I guess besides yellow flame, she danced. Yeah, let's put just
0: straight fire dancer. Just go ahead and say it, Dave. Mm -hmm. Um, But that just, I think we are going off the rails now. Um, The 10.5% of beer is is hitting me. Nolan's IPA is slapping him. But we're going to leave you guys actually, um, since you stayed tuned uh, till the end, With a little St. Paddy's Day treat from back in 1993, March 17th, 93, my brother returned one year old, actually, that day. Oh, wow. Yeah, so happy birthday to him. Happy birthday, Jason. DMB, yeah, shout out. Um, DMB played at the Flood Zone in Richmond, Virginia, and actually, Doug Wanamaker filled in for Peter Greiser, who had essentially left the band at this point but he did have two more shows. But so this was an interesting show with another band member. Um, but the interesting thing that we're going to play for you is a Leroy solo version of Danny Boy. E1 slot, only time played. And um, Almanac notes that at the end, Leroy says, Happy St. Danny's Day. Um, and this is a very you know interesting sh- song. It is kind of tied in with the Irish um, Kind of like the anthem of Northern Ireland sort of thing. Um it's used it's been used for a lot of interesting stuff. I actually found out that it was um sung by an opera singer at John McCain's funeral. Um yeah, it just a lot of just
1: interesting tidbits. Uh Nolan, I think you had one John Lennon belting it out after one after nine oh nine on the rooftop during the Beatles' last live performance in
0: 1969.
1: Nice. Wow, that is incredible. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, so you're going
0: to have a special treat from Mr. Leroy Moore. Um, Happy St. Paddy's Day, everybody. And, you know, again, drink that uh, green food coloring in your Bud Light and cheers to you.
1: From home. From home, yes. And before we end it, just another... Reminder, social distancing is important. Please do it. Wash your hands, 20 seconds, Purell, all of it. Be smart, make good decisions, social distancing. I think Dave had a, had a
0: good line. He said, wash your hands, stay inside, and don't listen to the president. And that'll do it for us here <laughs> at the Facts. Corner of Gray
1: Street podcast. Nolan, tell them where they can find us. You can find us holed up in our homes (laughs) and also on social media at, at gray street pod for Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. We are the corner of gray street podcast, Facebook page and download us wherever you get your podcast from. We'll be there.
0: Amen. And download all the podcasts again and listen, because everyone will have plenty of time because you'll be at home. Yes. Being safe and sound And thank you guys for all the new ratings and reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and everything. Um, We're almost at 100 ratings, so keep it up. We love you guys. Thank you all so much. And, Nolan, this was awesome. Loved it. And we'll see you guys next time. Stay safe, everybody, on the corner of Gray Street.
2: Happy St. Danny's Day. To Roy Moore. Patrick, Butch, whoever it is. Thank you all very much. Hey, music fans.
0: We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th, At the base of Akemo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky
2: Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's music on the MTN.com.
0: Hope you enjoy.